welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. So we are back with another solo episode. And so this week's episode is unapologetically being a total astrology and tarot card geek. So I wanted to make this episode, and just so we're clear, this is probably going to be a bit of a shorter episode. I don't have too much to share with this episode, but I'm going to share what I can. So if you don't know me, hi, I love astrology. And it's funny because I've never been as public about my love for astrology and psychic readings and tarot on my YouTube channel. I mean, I've briefly mentioned my sign in some of my videos, but if you've missed those videos and what I've talked about, hi, I'm Alana, and I am very much a goddamn Scorpio. (laughs) So I'm a Scorpio sun with an Aquarius moon and a Leo rising. And in order to find out your moon and rising sign, you do need to know your time of birth, And that will tell you your moon and your rising sign. I feel like moon and rising signs have become a little bit more common in today's society. Normally it was just, oh, you just know your sun sign. And now people want to know their moon and their rising sign. So that is what I am. And it's funny because Aquarius's, I am not really a big fan of Aquarius's and by not being a big fan of them, I'm talking more about men in general. But other than that, I do find it interesting that I'm an Aquarius moon and I see myself being a Leo rising. That one makes sense. Aquarius, not so much, but you know what? It is what it is. And it's really funny because before I was filming this episode, I texted my siblings asking them, if they knew what time they were born just so I could see their birth chart and determine what their moon and rising sign was and my brother fell for the trap so now I know his moon and rising sign and when I told him what it was he's like well I don't really know what that means but okay (laughs) anyway so I wanted to just kind of talk about a little bit about astrology. I feel like astrology is something that a lot of people either really take seriously or they're very cynical and they don't believe in it at all. I am going to talk about why I do believe in astrology and why I find it to be very relevant in my life. So for starters, I truly do think that astrology and learning what your sun sign is really tells you a lot about yourself. Now, you don't need to hit the mark on every single thing that an astrology book says to describe what your sun sign is, but there are going to be a lot of things in there that should be somewhat accurate to you in your life. I've always found things that make really sense about Scorpios and It really just helps me better understand myself. And when I go and I read anything about Scorpios, I love to study my own sign because, again, why would I study anyone else's sign? It doesn't really matter. But for me personally, I really like being able to understand myself better. And sometimes I like to go to the stars and see what astrology has in store and determining kind of why am I the way that I am. Now, I understand that there isn't like any actual science behind astrology. 
I never said that. I feel like astrology is very subjective in a way. I think that astrology is kind of always changing. Everyone has different insights and interpretations to astrology. And I feel like there's no real scientific way to measure how something is. But it is really crazy when you do see similarities of what your sun sign matches your personality. There's always something that matches, which I find to be kind of scary, but in a good way. And I love being able to get insight on just daily things in my life or, again, my personality. And I truly do believe that astrology can get a better sense of who you are and understand why you are the way that you are. To me, it makes perfect sense. So that's why I'm a big believer in it. Um, also, when I was younger, I can't remember exactly what age I found out what astrology and what horoscopes were. I think it was definitely in elementary school. I want to say it was elementary school when I was able to realize, oh, I'm a Scorpio. That's what I am. Okay, cool. So I was always really excited to read horoscopes whenever a new magazine came out. I remember, oh my gosh, when I would get like 17 magazines or Cosmo Girl. Does anyone remember the Cosmo Girl magazine? Whew. That was a throwback. I don't even know if they still do Cosmo Girl, but it basically was the teenage version of Cosmopolitan. And they would always do like a horoscope at the back of the magazine. And I remember scrolling to the horoscope at the back of the magazine was like the first thing that I did right as I got the magazine in the mail. That's how nerdy I was. So I would read my monthly horoscope and I would reflect on it and try to manifest or maybe not manifest whatever the horoscope had in store for me that month, according to what a silly little magazine told me. But at the time, I was a teenager, and I was always still a believer in it. So again, I would meditate on it and find ways to either manifest something or to not manifest something if it gave me like negative insights or negative predictions into whatever month I was going into. So that was one thing that really kind of birthed my interest and me becoming more excited about astrology. And it's funny because now that I pretty much know what kind of makes a Scorpio a Scorpio, I always find myself blaming everything on my zodiac sign. Please tell me you're the same way here. How many times have you blamed yourself or an action that you did on your zodiac sign. For an example. Did I get overly emotional about something? Yeah probably it's because I'm a Scorpio. I'm always thinking about sex. And wondering when I'm going to have it again. That is very Scorpio. Impulsive decisions? No problem. It's just because I'm a Scorpio. You get what I'm saying? That's kind of what I mean when I say I blame everything on my zodiac sign. If there's an action that I've taken. Or if there's something that I'm thinking about. It probably has to do with the fact that I'm a Scorpio and this is why I am the way I am. I think the biggest thing that is frustrating about being a Scorpio is, sorry for being TMI here, is just the fact that I'm always fucking horny and I'm always thinking about sex. I will turn everything into a sex joke. If I'm having a conversation with one of my friends or a roommate, 
I will somehow turn the conversation into something about sex. And I literally blame that on being a Scorpio because we are just very sexual people with very high sex drives. I mean, no shame in my game. I will happily admit, hi, I'm Alana Pinsky and I have a high sex drive. How you doing? It's because I'm a Scorpio. (laughs) Anyway, long story short, I'm curious to know if you find yourself blaming stuff on your zodiac sign because I know I do it all the time and I have no shame in doing so. I truly do believe that astrology is starting to get more and more common to talk about these days and I'm always finding myself talking about astrology with my friends. My roommate is a really big astrology person. She has a couple books on astrologies and just things about like birth charts and just learning more about the stars. She can read tarot which is really cool. She's just a very awesome person and I am always talking about astrology with her. It is just one of those things. It's like when you vibe with somebody, you want to talk about the same things that you're interested in. And astrology just happens to be one of them. Another example was just the other day. I met up with an old friend that I met in high school through one of my Jewish youth groups. Or not one of mine. I was only in one Jewish youth group. I meant to say one of the programs that my Jewish youth group put on during the summer. That's how I met her. She also moved to Portland the same time that I did and we ended up talking about astrology somewhere in our conversation. We were definitely talking about it for quite a while and it was funny after we had gotten some ice cream we were walking down the streets in the Alberta district and still talking about astrology and then we walked past a psychic shop and We were thinking to ourselves, oh my God, should we get readings? And she was like, yeah, let's get readings together. That would be so fun. So we go in thinking that we're going to get psychic readings done. And turns out where we went ended up being this really cool big store that has a bunch of crystals and tarot cards and books on astrology and other witchy shit. There was candles, vintage clothing, all sorts of really cool metaphysical stuff. And... I fell in love with this store. I wanted to buy like the whole entire store. It was so cool. And we inquired about the psychic readings and we were told that they weren't doing them in person due to the pandemic. You know what? Go figure. It makes sense. But they gave us some referrals on some psychics that they partner with during COVID. And so they gave us a business card for that if we wanted to do that online. So I am contemplating it. It's a little expensive from some of the research that I've done, but we'll see. So hopefully once they do the psychic readings again, my friend and I can go back and get a reading done together. I think that'd be just like a fun thing to do, especially if you have that common interest together. That is something that you and a friend can appreciate doing together. I know not everyone's going to be in astrology and into psychic readings, but you got to find the right friends who are going to appreciate that. So that is something that I really like and it's always fun to talk about it with your friends. Another thing that I feel really influenced by astrology is when it comes to dating. Now this may sound very limiting but now I'm kind of starting to want to only date men or go out with men that have compatible signs with me. So signs that are compatible with Scorpios are going to be other water signs. So Scorpio is a water sign So other water signs are going to be Pisces and Cancer. 
And another sign that is compatible with Scorpio, which I believe is an earth sign, Taurus. And then there is Virgo. I think Virgo is an earth sign as well, if I'm not mistaken. So those are the four main ones that do well with Scorpios. I prefer to be with water signs over earth signs. But I'm willing to kind of get to know a person to see if we are compatible. I don't want to be completely limiting on someone's sun sign because that can definitely limit my options for sure. But it is kind of fun when you run into somebody who has a compatible sign with you. I think the biggest things that I really do want to avoid are Geminis, Aquarius, and Sagittarius's. Those have always been terrible matches for me. I have slept with two Aquarius. And it's funny because I am an Aquarius moon, but I'm not an Aquarius sign. So for me, I just haven't had the best experiences with Aquarius men. And I just think they're terrible in bed, if I'm being honest here. I don't think I've ever been with a Gemini, but I don't want to start anytime soon. And I have dated one Sagittarius. At least I'm aware of his sign. I don't know all the signs and birthdays of all the guys that I've been with. But the ones that have been the most memorable, I've been able to know what their sign is. Yeah, we ended up not being a match. Um, so I tried to avoid those three signs as much as possible. Now that I've just talked a little bit about astrology, oh, earlier I mentioned a little bit more about psychic readings. So another thing that I'm just like super geeky of is psychic readings. So it wasn't until either high school or college where I got my first psychic reading. And... I want to just start off by saying some psychics to avoid in general because I personally think that these have been my bad experiences with psychics and I understand why some people are very skeptical of psychics because there are a lot of bad psychics out there or they're the most inaccurate. So I highly recommend that you stay away from online psychics whether you can do it through a chat or a phone call. For, and you're getting charged by the minute. Those are the ones that I highly recommend that you avoid. I find those to be the most scammiest because you're going to lose your money so quickly by doing that. So stay away from websites like King, Kasamba, and California Psychics. Those are going to seriously just make your bank account become empty. And I don't want that for you. So never look at psychics that are going to charge you by the minute because, again, you're going to become broke very quickly by doing that. So the best ways to get psychic readings, I honestly advise you that you maybe get an email reading done. I really like Etsy for psychic readings. Now, okay, Etsy is okay. Some of them can be a little scammy, and I do think you should take them with a grain of salt. Definitely read the reviews on those Etsy sidekicks because some of them can be wishy-washy. But there is one sidekick that I've really enjoyed getting email readings from because I have found hers to be the most insightful and the most accurate. And I really enjoyed her kindness and the fact that she's been remembering me when I pop in and out every few years to get a reading from her. So... Etsy is a good way to get a psychic reading done. Again, just take it with a grain of salt, but just know that you'll pay a flat fee to get a reading done. I also recommend that you schedule a phone call and pay a flat fee for a psychic phone reading. 
So one psychic that I can recommend that does phone calls, his name is Tana Hoy. So I have gotten two readings done from Tana. It's been a very long time. I think the last reading that I got done from him was in 2014. But my first reading with him was done in 2013, I want to say. And basically, I got a love reading done. There was this guy that I really liked who really broke my heart. And I wanted some insight and clarity on what was going to happen between us. And how could I move forward? And he was very honest with me. He told me that this guy just only sees me as a friend. This guy isn't into me. He just... If he was into me where he had sex with me at one point, that's a whole crazy story in itself. But long story short, um, after this guy had friends on me, he still had sex with me and I was very triggered. Like I thought this guy had changed his mind about me. And Tana basically said that this guy just had a very high sex drive and he wasn't thinking with his head. He was thinking with something else. He just didn't tell me things that I wanted to hear. He was honest with me. And everything that he said to me basically came true. So that was really helpful. I've also seen a tarot card reader at our campus before. So um, my campus, my undergrad, they would do some fun activities during activity hour. We had something at ODU called activity hour and it was only on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I believe it was from 1230 to 130. And some a couple times a month, they would do some fun activities and events throughout our student union center during activity hour. And there was a tarot card reader that was doing readings for free for the students. And I wanted to get a reading done. So she gave me a lot of insight about how the rest of my year was going to be, how my love life was going to be, how my academics were going to be. And basically, she told me that I was going to I think the one thing that I remembered from her is that I was going to experience a heartache and that involved a guy that I was seeing. And it did involve a little bit of a heartache. Um, Our relationship ended. I wasn't too horribly upset by it, but I get as to why she predicted it as a heartache, because it was technically a breakup in a sense. And I was a little bit upset by it. So I wish I had remembered other stuff that that psychic had told me, but That was like the most memorable thing that I got from that reading. And then in 2014, after I had graduated college, I was about to go to grad school. And before I left for grad school, I wanted to talk to Tana again. I wanted to see what Tana um, could see for my future in grad school. Tana said that I was going to meet a really great guy And I think there was some unclear pass with Tana's reading because Tana wasn't sure if this guy was going to become a romantic relationship or if it was going to become just a regular relationship in terms of us just hanging out. Not necessarily, again, a romantic relationship, but a friendship. And Tana had predicted that it was going to be a special friend where we were going to have a deep connection and this guy would want a relationship, but this guy didn't actually want a relationship with me per se, but he's definitely a romantic person and he predicted everything that um, this guy was going to be like he described the guy and to a T and he told me that 
I have never met this person before. And surely enough, that guy became one of my really good friends from grad school. He was in my department. So that was really crazy. So that was um, really ridiculous. He also told me to be careful about some sort of backstabbing in my department. And turns out that the backstabbing in my department was when I had gotten rejected from the marriage family therapy program a second time. And I felt betrayed and backstabbed by the faculty in that department because I didn't understand why I didn't get in. So that was really insane. So the only other um, memorable psychic reading that I've also gotten in person is the latest one that I got in person. And that was when I was in San Francisco about a year ago. So 2019 or towards the end of my two or like the end of my 2019 was really crummy as I had gotten fired from a job that honestly I hated. I mean, I didn't hate the position I was in, but I hated the company. And I just basically did not like the leadership team. I actually made a whole YouTube video about this, but I was basically getting ready to leave San Francisco to move back to Virginia. I was very unhappy. Depression was starting to kick in. And I just really wanted to see a psychic, mostly to see what my love life was going to be for my future but I realized that probably shouldn't have been the focus of what my life situation was I needed to focus more on like when was I going to get a job again was I going to ever be able to return back to San Francisco after this move and so I got a lot of insight so the psychic actually ended up focusing more on my future and how I can manifest um, a good path for me. And she was able to pick up on a lot of small details. Like she was able to uh, pick up on my mom's name. She was able to pick up on the fact that I was from Virginia, that I lived in Kentucky, which I thought was absolutely insane. And I'm really sorry that you're hearing my cat whine and cry in the background. She is just going crazy right now. This is my life. Anyway, it was just a really crazy reading in general. She didn't have much to say about my love life. Basically, she said that I would meet my soulmate soon, but that was very, very vague. And I also wish I had spoken up and had asked her what soon meant. And she said one reason that I hadn't been in a relationship for a while is that a lot of things were on the guy and that there was some sort of third party blocking men from wanting to be in a relationship with me. I made a whole video about it on my YouTube channel, so... If you go to my YouTube channel and you look for the video where I said I had a psychic um, in San Francisco predict my love life, that's basically the video and you can get the accuracy and you can get the details of that reading there. But yeah, it was a really good reading overall. And she basically had told me that I had a lot of negative energy in my life, which is why I had experienced so many negative outcomes in my life. And little did I know that I was going to experience more outcomes in my life. I don't even know if she predicted that a pandemic was happening. But this was before the pandemic got very crazy. It's crazy how so much had changed within two months of getting that reading. But long story short, I was very happy with the reading. I don't know. I really like seeing psychics. I think it's really fun to get clarity and insight on something that I may be feeling like unsure or anxious or insecure about. That's usually when I like to see a psychic for something like that. 
So overall, if you're going to see a psychic, again, my recommendations are is that you go in person or you chat with them over a phone or a video call. I believe that is the best way that they can pick up your energy. And again, when I say a phone call, you're paying for a flat rate and not by the minute. Because again, you will literally lose money so quickly. And so let's move into the next segment. So speaking of readings and the psychic store that I also mentioned earlier that I discovered with my friend, while I was there, I bought my first deck of tarot cards. Yeah, so I got the Star Spinner deck and I'm still figuring out how to use it. I'm not a psychic, obviously. And just so we're clear, you don't need to be psychic to read tarot cards and to be able to read people. I wanted to learn how to read tarot because I think it can give you really good insights and advice on how to solve something. Tarot literally gives you a solution to a problem that you're experiencing. And there's a story behind all the cards that can help you out with that. Every card has a meaning. So there are 78 tarot cards and you can use those tarot cards to kind of find out what they have in store and what can unravel from them. So I'm trying to teach myself how to read tarot. And let me tell you, it is really fucking hard. I am trying to look up the definitions of every single tarot card that I pick up. I'm trying to do practice readings on myself and kind of decipher what everything means from the questions that I'm asking. I know I am very bad at this and I am probably reading everything or misinterpreting everything wrong. But I think that's just kind of the process of learning how to read tarot. So far, I have two cards that I like. I like the three of cups and the nine of cups. And I think I like those suite of cup cards because they're cards of the water signs. And what do you know? I'm a Scorpio, a.k.a. a water sign. I also feel like a lot of the cup cards, at least when they're in the upright position, a lot of them have very positive messages and meanings behind them. So that's probably another reason as to why I like it. I think one of the least favorite cards of mine is the Ten of Swords. That's a pretty shitty card to get. And from what I've studied from this card is that if it's upright, it could mean betrayal or backstabbing. It can lead to a breakup. It's basically something that's going to end very poorly or it's just the ending of something in general. And then I believe if it's like reversed, it can mean something of like self-sabotage. So that's basically a really shitty card. I hate getting the Ten of Swords in any kind of reading. I just feel like nothing ever good comes from the Ten of Swords. I just feel like nothing good ever comes from the Ten of Swords. But yeah, that's the one thing that you need to know when it comes to reading tarot is that you need to learn the difference between the cards when they're upright and when they're reversed. I think it's a mess and it can get very confusing very quickly. So my goal is to buy a really awesome book that's going to kind of teach me how to decipher everything that I want to know about every card and how I can interpret things. My tarot deck does come with a little booklet on every single card, but I feel like it's not telling me enough. I need a little bit more information and there are websites out there that do tell you more about the meanings, but I would like to have a little book and be able to kind of refer to it. 
And I've also been watching YouTube videos to kind of try to teach me how to learn and understand tarot better. And I think what I'm going to try doing now is to start looking at the card in itself and not actually looking up the actual message, but looking at the pictures and kind of interpreting what I'm seeing in the cards in itself. And I also heard that starting off with learning the major arcana cards is the best way to kind of learn tarot and then slowly learn the different suites. So you have the cups, the swords, the wands, and then the pentacles. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing to learn at tarot. I definitely recommend people use tarot at some point in their life. If you ever need more clarity or guidance on something, tarot cards can really reveal that. Now, tarot cards shouldn't be a replacement to therapy or counseling. You should still get that. So don't solely rely on tarot to solve your problems. But I do think that if you are feeling stuck with something, it's a great way to kind of get your questions answered. So I will keep you posted on how that goes. So other than that, that's kind of like all I wanted to share about my obsession with astrology, psychic readings, and tarot cards. I think it's all very fun and unique stuff to learn about. I'd love to know your thoughts on how you feel about astrology and psychic readings. Have you ever seen a psychic before? What's your star sign or not your star sign, your sun sign? I'd love to know. Make sure you email the podcast at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow the podcast on Shamelessly Unapologetic. And with that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye.